I sold my soul to the bottle Still none of my friends have left me yet I'm the same man I was since the age of 13 And I've lived my life with no regrets If you're looking for some freedom All it takes is ten drinks minimum If you're looking for rhyme or live it's the last party of the weekend it's 10 drink minimum we're here we're ready to have some fun let me bring everybody in real quick we've got with us as always holly ann bird hello and also with us always is one smiley hi everyone yeah and i'm chris burnett i'm your host so how's everybody doing i'm good yeah Everybody's staying oh, safe. Fantastic. Everyone's staying safe. No, uh, no COVID problems. Nope, no COVID problems. Yeah. So the today's episode beer pairing, I would say maybe an oatmeal stout. So you know, if you checked out our Instagram <laughs> earlier and you got your oatmeal stout ready, and uh, your pairing is good and you're ready to go, who's there? All right, woo! So hopefully everybody has their oatmeal stout ready to go for the show. Woo, woo is right. So I had some yeah, decaf chai. Is that is that close enough? No, that's not a good pairing for the show. <laughs> I'm gonna vote down that. Um so I've had something I've been meaning to, to bring up on the show for a couple weeks and I keep forgetting. You know? Uh oh. And uh I'm gonna I'm gonna pre warn people. This is uh pro wrestling related. And uh, and so a couple of big, big things have happened in the wrestling world in the last month or so, right? So the the Wednesday night, uh, if any of you know or, or you know or watch, there's a uh, wrestling program called All Elite Wrestling. They're kind of the upstart. They're the anti-WWE, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, on Wednesday night at Winter is Coming, um, Sting returned to professional wrestling, and he came out. Um, the wrestler known as Sting. So not the singer. Not Sting. not not the singer yet. No, he hasn't come out yet. <laughs> that would be awesome. Roll it's Sting, and he comes out with his like guitar. Uh, anyway, so before that, there was at Survivor Series, which is the big pay per view WWE does for Thanksgiving. It was the final appearance of the Undertaker. Ooh. The, the Undertaker retired, and uh, you know he did the last. You know they had all of his friends there, and they all did a big Undertaker thing. And I mean, you know, if you lived under a rock, you might not know who the Undertaker is. But like, he's had a thirty-year career. He started thirty years ago at Survivor Series, so it was like a big thing, right? So, my lady friend was like, "Why didn't you tell me it was the Undertaker was retiring?" And I was like, oh, I didn't know that was a thing you wanted to know. And also, I said to her, fuck The Undertaker. He can suck my dick. Throwing down some some gloves, huh? Yes. I have had a 30-year, 30-year dislike 
of the Undertaker, the Dead Man. So ever since, ever since he was ever the Undertaker. Yes. But why? The there's the story. There's the story. Okay. So, and I and I actually looked this up too. So it's kind of I have the uh, I have the the dates and everything. So picture, if you will, the year is 1990. <laughs> I am 15 years old at the time and WCW that's now defunct announces they're going to do a show at um, the local high school in Clovis, New Mexico where I lived. Okay. So I used to watch WCW and one of my favorite tag teams was a tag team called the Skyscrapers and it was Dangerous Danny Spivey and it was Sid Vicious. And Sid Vicious ended up uh, having to leave, and I later found out it's because him and Arn Anderson got into a fight in the hotel, and Arn Anderson stabbed him with some scissors. That's a true story. So they didn't want to stop the, the tag team of the skyscrapers, so they brought in a guy to replace Sid Vicious, and his name was Mean Mark Callis. And he was this really tall guy, red hair, and his and his finishing move was the heart punch. He would punch people right in the middle of, like, right in the heart, you know, supposedly stopping their heart. And you know, yeah. So when they when I when I find out they're coming to Clovis, I get all excited because Mean Mark Callis is supposed to supposed to wrestle, um, you know, the the Rock and Roll Express. So here was the card. It was uh, Brad Anderson versus Cajun Cajun Predator. Uh, Mean Mark Callis versus Man- Manuel Villalobos. Uh, Wildfire Tommy Rich versus Dutch Mantel. Norman the Lunatic versus Cactus Jack, who later would become Mankind, uh, McFoley. Rock and Roll Express versus the Fabulous Freebirds. So I was ecstatic. I was ready to go. And uh, my grandmother went to the bank, waited in line to get us ringside seats because that's the place where you had to buy tickets. So she got us ringside seats. So I was in the second row. And I was really excited. So when uh, Mean Mark's match happened, uh, he's fighting this Manuel Villalobos. And he was like, you know, two feet, two or three feet taller than this guy. And he just manhandled him. And everybody's booing him except for in the second row, 15-year-old Chris, who's like literally standing on his chair screaming, giving him the heart punch, Mean Mark. Give him the heart punch. I'm like the only person yelling for Mean Mark to beat this guy's ass in. And so then the match ends, and you know we go into the later matches. I look up at the top of the bleachers, and I see Mean Mark and Wildfire Tommy Rich hanging out at the top. And they're like, Trying to kind of like watch, but like be out of the view of whatever. So I go around, I climb up the bleachers, and I get up there, and I like grab the pole, and I say, "Hey, Mean Mark, can I have your autograph?" And he's like, "Sure, kid." He's like, "Wait," and he's like, "Give me a minute, and I'll come down there and I'll give you my autograph." And I'm like, "Cool." So then him and Tommy Wildfire Rich get up, go get their stuff, go get in a car, and drive away. <laughs> Son of a bitch. I was so, so upset, so pissed off that I was like, I will never in my life root for that guy ever again. 
And of course, later that year, he debuts as the undertaker. And as soon as he comes out, I'm like, fuck that guy. And everybody's like, that guy's cool looking. I was like, no, he's a dick. <laughs> I was like, and I hate him. And I hate him. And oh, well, now I hate him too. Hate. You know, so still hey, to this I, day. I appreciate that, Chris. Still to this day. You know, if he would have said, no, thanks, I don't give autographs. And then was like a villain, you know, like you're supposed to be. That's one thing. But he was like, yeah, sure, kid. Give me a minute. But then he just went and got in a car and drove away. Son of a bitch. What a douche. <laughs> so I and I, so I was looking for this because I wanted to, like, you know, be accurate. So I found, like, this WrestlingData.com, right? And mm-hmm. when I was, a, when I was you know, uh, younger, I went to that, that show. And then I went to another one there in Clovis that was a WWF show. And... Mm-hmm. I was looking through the WWF one, which was in 88, so I was 13 in 88, yeah. Oh, depending on what month that was, I might have been zero or a couple months old. So so listen to this lineup, though. Hillbilly Jim defeated Sika. The Junkyard Dog defeated Bad News Brown. Dangerous Danny Spivey defeated Lenny Poffo, who's Macho Man's brother. Uh, Danny Davis defeats Sam Houston. The Fabulous Rougeau Brothers versus Axe and Smash of Demolition, which, man, that was amazing when I was a kid. The Ultimate Warrior defeats King Harley Race. That That's a big one for me. Uh, Jim Duggan defeats uh, Outlaw Ron Bass. And then at the very end, they had all those wrestlers come out, and they had a big battle royal, and uh, Jim Duggan won it. And this was, like, all just a house show. Hexaw. Yeah. Someone says Leapin' Lenny. Leapin' Lenny Poffo, the professor. I used to love him because he would come out and do these poems, and it would be like dissing the crowd, whatever city they were in, and they were like catered to the exact city and everything. That's great. But I got to see that, and I was like, wow. I, I, when I was a kid, I got to see The Ultimate Warrior, which is like just, you know. And then now you find out he was kind of a shithead, and, you know, other wrestlers kind of hated him. <laughs> you know, but I got to see Hacksaw. So I met Hacksaw Jim Duggan the year before last at Comic-Con. And I told him the story about how I had ringside seats and how my grandma went and got them. And he just, he was just like, sounds like you had an awesome grandma. And I was just like, yeah. And I, it was just cool. I got to talk to Hacksaw Jim Duggan, you know? Ho! <laughs> yeah, that's what he's like. Ho! <laughs> hey there, that's tough awesome. guy. <laughs> you know? Hi, Kurt Fletcher. Mm. So that's why. <laughs> so I wanted, I've been, I've been meaning to tell that story about how Oh well, the re- so so. What if the Undertaker's retired? Don't care. <laughs> you know. Who gives a shit? Boo. Fuck you, Undertaker. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> isn't that messed up though? And uh, it was. So, go ahead. This has to do with wrestling too, yeah. but, and maybe you know more about it than I do. So you know, I'm like a huge Andy Kaufman fan, mm. yeah. and uh, he he had a foray into mm-hmm. into wrestling the for inter, a moment. Intergender woman's champion. That's what he was. Uh, yep. Yeah. Um, but uh, so Hamster and I were watching. I made him watch the documentary about Jim Carrey making Man oh, on the Moon. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they have that wrestler. And maybe Kurt knows the name of the wrestler. It's Jerry the King he- Lawler. Yes. <laughs> and that guy had such a chip on his shoulder the whole fucking time. Like, you, well, just hold on, such hold on. a douchebag. Oh, oh, hold on, hold on. 
So what, when did he? Yeah. When, you mean during the during the uh, like? Do he had a chip on his shoulder during the filming, or he had a he had a chip on his shoulder like back in the day with Andy Kaufman? No, no, no. So he had a chip on his shoulder during the filming. Yes, I'll tell and you. Can I tell you why? He, yes. Okay. Go for it. So in real life, him and Andy Kaufman were friends, mm. and Andy Kaufman treated him like you know. Hey, what like I, like like I yeah. treat you? Well, Jim yeah. Carrey, when they were doing Man on the Moon, Jim Carrey stayed in character as the villain character and constantly mm-hmm. antagonized Jerry the King Lawler on set to the point where he almost quit and said, "I don't even want to do this." And yeah. Andy Kaufman was my friend, and you were not Andy Kaufman. You know, he was he would go off on him, and so that's why because like Jerry Jerry the King Lawler actually like revered Andy Kaufman. He loved him. Yeah. You know, in, but I did. You know, I thought it was uh, just like mm-hmm. so. I mean, and all, also the documentary was probably like edited to yeah. kind of highlight like. Oh yeah. But Jim Carrey was such like he was going in on him, and uh, I just it was every time you talk about wrestling mm-hmm. now, I think about that guy. And <laughs> well, the the, the great he, thing he went through some torture. Yeah, the great thing about that whole Jerry the King Lawler stuff, like I've I've actually watched a lot of stuff about it. And oh. uh, so what had happened was, is Andy Kaufman, you know, he kind of pat. So when he was growing up, he he saw like he was such a genius that he was able to take the television watch and watch it and mm-hmm. dissect apart what was really happening, like yeah. how they were kind of like doing the showmanship and you know, and one of the big people that he in like this poor guy does not get the amount of uh, um, praise that he deserves. So when mm-hmm. Andy Kaufman was growing up, there was a wrestler, and his name was Gorgeous George. Gorgeous George, and yeah. And he was big. And so what Gorgeous George would do, this was in the 50s, right? The 40s and 50s. Mm-hmm. He would come out, and he would be this wrestler that had glorious robes, and then he had his prim and proper hair, and he wore barrettes in his hair and he would prance to the ring and he would throw his barrettes into the crowd to men. <laughs> and of course, they're just like livid pissed that this right. this dandy boy guy and then he would get in the ring and like the other wrestlers would run at him and he would like he would like duck under the ropes and then like be like, no, no, like, don't hit me. Don't hit me. And then, you know, when they would turn around, he would, like, you know, hit them and, you know, he would attack them and, and then he would win. And so, yeah. and so, it, it, what, what really was going on was you had these people who hated him so much they wanted to see someone beat him. And so they would keep coming back and paying money. And that was the whole grift. And Andy Kaufman loved that and he got that. And, uh, you know, it was one of those things where he was like, I want to do that as a show as a showbiz person and Mm -hmm. so when he called like all the different federations all of them were not into it except for the memphis territory which was jerry the king lawler's territory because he was like hell yeah you need to come here and we'll do it Mm -hmm. and andy he like the crazy parts about it like you were like you, you hit like on something i totally know a lot about and so, I love I love it because I'm learning more. And so. so Andy Kaufman was also like it didn't matter if he was friend or not. He was so guarded on like the things he would do. It was like mm-hmm. him and Bob Zamuda. And yeah, Bob Zamuda. Yeah. 
he told uh, Jerry King Lawler, he's like, I want you to pile drive me in the ring, which is like, you know, is one of those. It's like it's it's one of those moves that like it looks really bad. But also, if you don't do it right, it is really bad. Yeah, yeah. you can get really hurt. Uh, like Stone Cold Steve Austin. That's actually what shortened his career was uh, a pile driver that was done bad. And he really got he really got pile drived into the ring. So Oof. when Jerry the King Lawler pile drived Andy Kaufman. Andy Kaufman sold it like he really, really, really was hurt and then went to the hospital and stayed in the hospital for three days to sell <laughs> the injury that he was really that hurt. That's that's Andy Kaufman and for you. Even Jerry Lawler didn't know if he really wasn't hurt or not. <laughs> you know, well, he had no idea. And that's why I think he faked his death. Just saying. Yeah. He was really into pranks. Yeah, well, that's where people. You know, I mean, you. So you think he faked his death? Yep, oh. I'm almost a hundred percent convinced he faked his death. Okay. <laughs> so you think he's just living somewhere? I think he. You know what? I I think he possibly lived. So Kurt Fletcher and I are really. Mm-hmm. We have really talked about this at length. Uh, many, 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 many nights. Mm-hmm. Um. It's a very real possibility that he came out here and lived in Taos or something. Really? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Was there? There a... were a number of sightings and stuff. Oh. So. Oop! I meant to do this. Let's see. <laughs> let's let's put this out there. So, do you still think he's alive? Or do you think he died already? Um, I think it's very possible that he might have passed away. But if you watch the documentary uh, that I was just talking about. Um, Tony Clifton, which was his right. uh, alter ego, was credited as a producer on the show. Yeah, and I find that odd. But uh, I I don't know if he's necessarily still alive right now. Mm. I think he might have died by now. Um, I was disappointed he didn't show up to the 40th anniversary of Saturday Night Live, oh, and yeah. that's what convinced me that he had probably died by now. But yeah. I am a hundred and ten percent convinced he faked his death. Interesting. And then just like you think maybe he didn't want to be um, famous anymore or you think. Yeah, he kind of hated it. Um, Like if you read about him, like he he kind of uh, towards the end there, he just he didn't enjoy what he was famous for and he didn't enjoy where his career had gone. And um, I I think he was tired of it. I think his soul, he was just such a good soul that he wasn't made for the business. Yeah. and so, yeah, I think he just escaped. And I think he really honestly just wanted to pull off the best prank he could. Hmm. Um, so, well, and, and it's crazy because, like, whenever he went to go do the wrestling thing, there were so many people that were like, this is a bad idea. Why are you doing this? <laughs> like, this is not good for your career. And yeah. uh, But then <clears throat> you look, and it's the, the funny thing was is I really think that he – he it was for him you know because a he, mm-hmm. he wanted to do it that's what he wanted to do <clears throat> ever since he was a little kid and then if you think about it if you think about the david letterman show what is the first thing that comes to your mind is the fucking jerry the king lawler andy kaufman on letterman and mm-hmm. like it was so it's so crazy like how you know it was such a work that's what they call it that like even people in the wrestling industry didn't know that it was, you know, they were like, man, I can't tell if this is fake or yeah. not, you know, back in the kayfabe days. And 
you know, if you, you go back and rewatch Jerry the King Lawler and Andy Kaufman on David Letterman, and mm-hmm. dude, it, they legitimately act like they really hate each other's guts. You know? Yeah. Well, and if you look at like a lot of things Andy Kaufman did, that was kind of his bag a mm-hmm. little bit. Was like, I want you to kind of be on the edge of like, yeah. is this real or not? Right. Right. One of his first Saturday Night Live, not the very first, the very first one he did the Mighty Mouse thing. Yeah. But there was a performance where he was singing and he starts pretending to be upset that people are laughing at him. And he takes it to a point where you can hear the laughter in the audience change from laughing to uncomfortable laughter to then they realize, okay, it's a joke. Right. But he thrived i think on just like i want you to kind of not know what's going on yeah i remember as a kid when he was uh i mean i remember seeing him on snl i don't i don't think i mm-hmm. saw i mean i was too young to see the original yeah, yeah he was on. it was in the 70s but he yeah. was on well i was born in 75 but like i remember yeah. seeing stuff on there when i was like two or three years old and then mm-hmm. I remember him being on Taxi. I remember he, you know, because like, because yeah. he, you remember when like something is like the biggest thing in the world, and ta- yeah. you know, like <laughs> Cheers and Taxi and all that stuff. And I remember like, you know, him being a big thing. You know, mm-hmm. I, I remember. Well, that. And he hated, he hated what happened mm-hmm. after he was on Taxi because yeah. everybody wanted him to be that character right. everywhere he went. Right. And um. Uh. You know, he just kind of got tired of it. That's when he started doing things like, you know, booking a, a gig and reading Great Expectations instead of, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he just so kind of got sick of it. But yeah. he's such a great showman. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. He was. And he was one of those people, like, he didn't care if you were there. He he wanted you to be entertained, but it didn't. No matter he, what. Yeah. He, but he wanted to control it, you know. Mm-hmm. He, so, he loved it. He did. He did. And I, yeah. And I mean, you look back on it, it's crazy because, like, it's funny because, like, REM <laughs> has two different songs about Andy, about Andy Kaufman. I didn't even know that. Yeah. What? Uh, yeah, you didn't know that? Let's see. No. Yeah. Uh, you know, Man on the Moon. If you oh, believe I know that. they okay. put a man on the moon. And then. Do you even uh, know who REM is? I think we've been over this one time. <laughs> I, I know we, who REM is. I okay. promise I know who REM then, is. Uh, what was the other one? Um, dang it! I'm trying to think of what the other REM song was. That the, I mean, the he like they. I mean, I don't know if they're necessarily about him, but they talk about him in the song. So, Man on the Moon oh. is definitely uh, Andy. Um, and because he's like Andy, are you still? Uh, what is the lyrics to Man on the Moon? Man on the Moon lyrics. Uh, now, Andy, did you hear? Because he says, uh, okay, uh, Moth the Hoople in the Game of Life, Andy Kaufman in the wrestling match, Monopoly 21 checkers and chess, Mr. Freddie Blassie in a breakfast mess, Let's Play Twister, Let's Play Risk, see, see you in heaven if you make the list. Now, Andy, did you hear about this one? Tell me, are you locked in the punch? Are you, Andy, are you goofing on Elvis? Hey, baby, hey, baby, are we losing touch? So that one's totally about Andy. So, oh, yeah. do you know about? Uh, uh, do you know who Classy Freddie Blassie was? Probably not. I don't. I do not. So, Classy Freddie Blassie was a professional wrestler and then manager, but he was known for uh, being a manager 
and there's an actual movie with him and Andy Kaufman, um, and it's called uh, My Breakfast with Blassie, and it's a uh, it's a it's a play on my my dinner with Andre, but it's mm-hmm. uh, my my breakfast with Blassie, and it's classy. Fre- it's a like a it's on YouTube. It's an hour long movie. And it's classy Freddie Blassie and Andy Kaufman having breakfast and talking. I need to watch that. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah. And so that's in that that man on the moon. He says, you know, uh, Andy Kaufman in a wrestling match, Monopoly 21, checkers and chess, Mr. Freddie Blassie in a breakfast mess. So that's the breakfast part of the song. Yeah. Interesting. And I'm trying to also, think. Also, have you yeah. ever noticed how much Nicolas Cage looks like Andy Kaufman? Yeah, no kidding, huh? He does. I never realized it until in, I was watching a Saturday Night Live episode where Andy is being Elvis. Yeah. And I guess the way he combs his hair, I was like, is that Nicolas Cage <laughs> or Andy Kaufman? <laughs> yeah. What is the other REM song that's about that has Andy Kaufman? I don't know. Oh man! Are you just making up numbers? There's a couple of them. No, there's two. I know there's two. Um, I know. I know you're right too. I just can't remember. Uh, what was I should you? know this. I was. I've been listening to '90s music all day. Hmm. Maybe it's in the Wikipedia. Let's see. I, I'm googling it now. Yeah. Let's see. Song's title. Uh, man on the Moon. Because there was something like if you pushing, I keep push. Is it is it? I keep pushing an elephant up the stairs. Is that Man on the Moon? Maybe see. Your fascination with Andy Kaufman is is very entertaining to watch. Who me? <laughs> Both of I you. I have no idea. I know I'm obsessed with Andy Kaufman. Like it is sickening how obsessed I am. But I don't know much about like his wrestling stuff yet. Like I'm still learning about him but i've been mostly obsessed with finding out if he lived in new mexico after he died right uh, i thought there was two of them. and there's somebody who said he was an extra on movies really um yep and you know what that would be that would be ridiculous if like yeah. Somebody could put it together and found him just being an extra in a movie. <laughs> no kidding. Um, it is a great place to hide out. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. And, and you know, you could just imagine somebody would be like, "Have you ever been told you look like a lot like Andy Kaufman?" <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I guess the Great Beyond has it was written for that movie as well. But I thought they had a song before that. Um, geez, before the great, I don't know, maybe not, maybe I'm wrong. I thought there was an R.E.M. song that came out really early that was about him. But I know, yeah, Man on the Moon definitely was. Oh, yeah. Anyway. That makes sense. Are you sure it wasn't a live song? I get those two bald guys confused sometimes. Oh, oh, that episode of Fridays. I saw that episode of Fridays whenever uh, I was a kid when he came <laughs> out in uh, um, the guy who played Kramer. I didn't realize this till Michael Richards. I didn't realize till years later was on that show Fridays. You know, mm-hmm. so do you know what I'm talking about? The, the episode of the TV show Fridays? 
I've never even heard of the TV show Friday. It was on for yeah, like one neither. season. It was on for one season and it came on on Friday nights and it was like uh, whatever other networks answer to Saturday Night Live. Oh, gotcha. So kind of like Mad TV. Yeah, or... yeah, yeah, yeah. And it lasted mm-hmm. one season and they were trying to do this scene where they were like, it was like a group of people were all at the table together and they all had gotten high in the bathroom but didn't want any of the other people to know. And he did a whole thing where he just like out of nowhere broke character and was like, yeah, this is a terrible thing. Larry David was on. Oh, okay. I didn't know Larry David was on there. And he he broke character and caused a big commotion on purpose. And then the network came down and they're all, you've all been a part of a a happening. And he was like, no, this is, is, he's like, this is all, he's like, this is all a, a scam. He's like, this is uh, uh, they're trying to trick you, and and he that, and that's when he got banned from Saturday Night Live. I think right after that. Oh, he got banned. Mm-hmm. That sucks. Yeah, they did a big thing where they were like saying, like, do do you think we should ban Andy Kaufman? And uh, and they did a a poll, and people said yes. Uh, uh, uh-huh. so I didn't realize that they did a lot of really like weird slash cool stuff on saturday night live like mm-hmm. in the early days like they <sighs> lauren michaels did a, a yeah. thing kind of begging the beatles yeah. to come on yeah and he had a check and... for like a thousand dollars or some shit <laughs> he's like we'll pay you three thousand dollars yeah. yeah um and then they did this thing where you could mail in um a, le- a postcard to host the christmas episode and uh, they had, like, the five funniest ones come on and, uh, like, compete. And this 80-year-old lady won. And she got to host the Christmas episode of Saturday Night Live. Wow. And I was like, why don't they do that anymore? Right. I would so... <laughs> well, the Beatles... <laughs> I would write in every time. Well, the Beatles thing, they almost... Uh, it almost worked. Did you know, like, Paul and John were watching? Because, like, there was... You know, that was, oh. that was like, must-see TV in those days. And yeah. so they, they were actually hanging out together in new york and he said we should go down there and just show up <laughs> and they almost did it you imagine that would have been insane that would have been nuts and we but, worked you like can we get in yeah. yep <laughs> they would they you would have sure done it. can oh man they would have shit uh, we just watched the ray charles episode and who knew he was so funny yeah. um but to see lorne young was weird for me. Uh, oh, when he has like non gray non gray hair. Yeah, he had more hair. Yeah. Like he just he looked young. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's such a weird thing. I watched one the other day. It was Eddie Murphy, where he oh. had uh, and they, and Louis Gossett Jr. was the host, and it was just really weird to watch. Like it was a really like a stereotypical sketch where they were like you know making fun of how black people get stereotyped in hollywood and it was just interesting to watch i was like oh wow they really were controversial no matter what oh yeah they had hugh hefner on as a host in the season that we're watching yeah and uh hugh hefner like his monologue was talking about like how he sees little girls and he like dreams about what they could become or something. And at first we were like, Oh my God, like gross. That is gross. But then we realized Saturday night live was totally making fun of Mm -hmm. that. 
like mentality or something but we were like wow that's really edgy even yeah. for like the 70s you know right right well um like it's weird like there's all these it's it, setting alive has been around for so long now <clears throat> that now like on youtube and whatnot you can watch all these different like compilations yeah and one of them is like the the five timers club the mm-hmm. the ten timers club, the fifteen timers club, because there's uh, yep. I think Steve Martin and Alec Baldwin. Just, Alec Baldwin I, just broke his record this year. Mm-hmm. What were you gonna say? I James? did not know Steve Martin wasn't actually a cast member because I'd seen him on there so often. Yeah, yeah. I'm like I'm pretty sure he's got to be a cast member, an ex cast member. Yeah. And it, it took uh, watching Transplants and Automobiles. <laughs> me to ask a question i was like yeah. nope yeah, yeah. I mean, really he was never a cast member he's just been on the show that like my entire childhood pretty Weird. much yeah. dude 15 times man yeah and uh the crazy thing too is it's like i was so david spade has this show i'm trying to think mm-hmm. what it's called let me see if it comes up when i pull him up here i forget what it's called it's like a talk show though right yeah and i don't even know where it's at i've you know I think it's on E. Is or that, something. Oh, let me see here. Let me pull up. I just don't want to. So I'm doing IMDb. Well, da, da, da. really? What is it called? David Spade. Show. I'll just type David Spade show. Uh, so anyway, I was I was watching clips of it. So like you you get uh, down a rabbit hole on YouTube, and then it'll just kind of keep going on what you're. Okay, lights out with David Spade. Mm, Oh mm -hmm. wow, looks like they're canceling it. (laughs) (laughs) Really, it kind of seems like it's kind of cool. I mean, oh, oh oh, no, it was on Comedy Central. Oh, it's on Comedy Central. Uh, I wonder if maybe it'll go somewhere else. Oh yeah, looks like they're trying to get it somewhere else. Anyway, so one of the clips comes up. Everything's in limbo with this stuff right now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I'm watching like clips from the show that he has. And, you know, he does, like, the whole monologue and all this stuff. And I, I feel like it's a pretty, you know, good show. But one of the episodes that is on there, it was, like, the – it was um, Norm MacDonald, Dennis uh, Miller, and mm. Kevin Nealon. So it was, like, a, a – a, what do you call them? What the news? What's the news called? Uh, weekend update. Weekend the update. Weekend yeah, update. it was a weekend yeah. update reunion. And they were all, like, telling – talking about their jokes from weekend update and their time on there. And I was, like – Wow, that's how old that Saturday Night Live is. They can bring up, bring back like old Weekend Update hosts and like have like a whole panel of them, you know. It makes me kind of sad they didn't have Jane Curtin on there though. Uh, I, Jane Curtin took over after yeah. Chevy Chase left. Sure, I think mainly or what he, he I feel like that episode <laughs> what they were doing was is it was the people that were there when Spade was there. Oh, because gotcha. they because they makes- all because they all had stories together, you know. Yeah, that makes sense. And like they were telling the story of like when Farley was on, and they had a they had him fly out 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 from behind the desk and then over the crowd, and uh, (laughs) they were like, whoever I think it was like Dennis Miller or somebody was like, wow, what was that crane like? And they were like, it was big, it was a big crane, (laughs) you know. And uh, I was like, that's fantastic, man. And I I love that stuff because it's like, man, I remember watching those episodes, Mm -hmm. and. You almost like the sad thing is, is you almost don't even have to watch Saturday Night Live anymore. You can just catch all the best clips because, like, the next day, like Yahoo has them or YouTube, yeah. you know, and it's just kind of like, 
like you know i guess uh last night for example uh um what's her name is it cicely tyson yeah oh cicely strong cicely strong sorry um she made fun of that melissa carone you know that we were talking about earlier they did a whole sketch on it and it's like boom right there on yahoo you can watch that sketch so you don't even almost have to watch it anymore it's kind of well my annoyance is even if you do watch it it almost always gets preempted by something. So you get only get like half of the right. opening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and then this thing, the thing with YouTube though now, which is kind of cool because SNL has their own YouTube channel. Right. They will actually, the one thing that I think is really dope though, is they will play sketches that didn't make it to air on their oh, YouTube I stuff. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. And, uh, and cause like, you know, I don't know if people know this, but when they do an episode of Saturday Night Live, they do a dress rehearsal that's two hours long and, it, mm-hmm. and it's it's filmed and it has an audience. And then they decide from that what to cut down to make it into the final show. So there's tons right. of, so there's tons of sketches that never made it to air. And so they've been posting them on YouTube. It's kind of crazy. And so well, I'll, I have I'll watch a new thing to check out. Yeah. It's pretty I'll cool. I'll have to check that out for yeah. sure. And I mean, definitely you see like, there are definite sketches where you're like, okay, that made sense. <laughs> but then there's ones you're like, damn, that was actually really good, man. Why did they cut that? <laughs> it's hard to know, you know? Hmm. So Maybe Lauren Michaels just gave them the side eye, and they're like, never mind. <laughs> Lauren's not uh, – Lauren, uh, he doesn't feel this one, you know? <laughs> I don't know. That's pretty interesting. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Who could know? All I know is I didn't get that fucking autograph, and he got in the car with Tommy Wildfire Rich, and they drove away. It ruined your whole perspective on that guy. Mm-hmm. It happens. It does, man. I that... told you what that guy from the Shins did to me. Yeah, he did. Marty Crandall, that one? Is it no, Marty? No, no, no. <laughs> just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's our friend. That's our friend. <laughs> Tell us, tell us on the doll what Marty did to you. <laughs> no, it it was it wasn't Marty. Mm. It was James Mercer. <gasps> James Mercer made me stand in the rain because he wouldn't mm. let me into a house party to watch his band. Mm. But the saint, <laughs> the saint that Marty is, yeah, found me outside crunched. Crouched next to a basement window so I could still hear his band. It was like, hey, kid, what are you doing out here? Do you want to come in? I was like, yeah, I do. But the guy said I couldn't. And it was James Mercer who told me I couldn't come in and watch his band. Oh, wow. Um, funny story. So there's this new place down here on Central called 505 Central. I'm going to give him a shout out. Because um, food courts are all the rage now. You know, mm-hmm. so we have a new one called 505 Central. It has, you know, like a taco place. It has a place called Thick Pizza, T H I C C. And I had it today. P- very, it's very good. A little pricey, but it's pretty good. Um, they have like a hamburger joint. Uh, there's one that looks like it's Cajun Fusion. And then they have a. Ooh, that sounds good. Some sort of alcohol joint, right? Anyway, I go in there. And there's this wall of famous Albuquerqueans. 
And I'm like, okay, that's interesting. I don't see any of us on there, first of all. <laughs> but um, so they have like, you know, they have like uh, Holly Holmes, um, you know, uh, Carlos Condit and all these people. Well, then out of nowhere, there's uh, the shins are on there. And so I hit up Marty and I said, hey, do you know there's a picture of you up in this 505 Central? Did they did they ask you if they could do that? And he's like, no, you're the second person that's told me about it, though. And I'm like, I mean, how does that work? Do they just not have to ask? They just put up. And also, it's got Bob Odenkirk on it. Why is Bob Odenkirk on there? He's not from Albuquerque. He's not from it. Was yeah. Mark Marin on there? Mm-mm. Was Freddie Prince Jr. on there? I think so. Neil Patrick Harris? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, Neil Patrick Harris is huge. And like, uh, oh, was, was, he went to my was, high school. Let me see here. Hold was, on. Was Steve-O on there? Ooh, that's another. See, that's the thing. Oh, yeah. There's a bunch of people not on there that should be on there. Also, Dave well, Roll lived in New Mexico for a short time when he was in middle school. Well, well so did so did Bob Dylan, and so did Jim Morrison. Yep. Let's uh, pull this up here. Dave Roll went to school in Estancia, New Mexico. Our, our good friend Lauren. This Poole. is Albuquerqueans. Yeah. People have to be from Albuquerque. Uh, so, well, Bob Odenkirk's on there. Uh, Lauren Poole is on there as well, so that's. I good. like that. Okay, here that's we go. That's awesome. Uh, so I and then I, I think they have Georgia O'Keefe, uh, Nota Begay, uh, the Steve Jobs is the Steve Jobs mugshot oh, yeah, is there. Uh, but the, I can't see all of them in the picture. But I was in there today. There was more. There's a football player. Oh. I don't know about Freddie Prince Jr. And, oh, I bet it was Erlacher. Oh, and then uh, no, this is a black guy. Um, oh, it was. So then, uh, who? Uh, uh, of course, uh, what's his name? Uh, Al Hurricane. It's definitely. Oh him. yeah. But it's the picture of the shins where they're all like in their in their um, uh, swimsuits, and then they have on <laughs> life preservers. Nice. Yeah, and but I ask, yeah. but I, I don't know how that works though. Can you just? Well, put a... I think if it's if it's a public photo, yeah. you don't have to ask for permission. Okay. But I just want to know if Marty walks in there, if he can just be like, "Hey, my picture's on the wall. Can I have a hamburger?" Yeah. I mean, how much of a jerk do you have to be to deny Marty Crandall a hamburger? Yeah, or I mean, if that's Lauren, true, if Lauren Poole <laughs> walks in there, can she walk in there and go, "Hey, can I have a hamburger?" <laughs> Is Don Schrader so on there? Sure Don, Don Schrader was not on there, but I didn't understand. For, I mean, I'm not. I'm not like berating them anyway. Sure, I just didn't understand the uh, Bob Odenkirk. I was like, Yeah, mm, I don't think he's from. He's here. not really from here. You can't just kind of claim him. I mean, I'm sure Bill Murray's <laughs> yeah. driven through Albuquerque once or twice. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, I wish I could say that Bill Murray was from here. Yeah. I love him. Uh, so. There's a new movie with him and Rashida Jones on uh, Apple TV. Oh. And it's pretty fantastic. I mean, there's definitely some subject matter of it that it's it's her it's Marlon Wayne's Rashida Jones and Bill Murray. And Bill Murray is just awesome in it. Now, it does, you know, it, it's definitely tackling something that's pretty rough, but it's like, you know, I, I enjoyed the film. But there's, I'll have to de- check that. You know, I'm trying to think what it's called. Um, I'm terrible with names. Like anymore, I can't even do names of movies anymore. I just, I don't even care. You're getting old, Chris. I know. Um, 
I watched an interesting film yesterday that won awards at Sundance and Telluride just while Chris is looking up the name of this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's called The Assistant. And it tackles a very deep, like, subject matter about women working in the uh, entertainment industry. Mm-hmm. Whew, it was a good one. It what, makes you think. What was it called again? I'm sorry. The Assistant. Hmm. Uh, the one and I... you can watch it on Hulu right now. Okay. The one I watched is called On the Rocks. And I will say this. Rashida Jones and Bill Murray definitely have a good chemistry on screen. They don't play they don't play a couple. She plays his daughter. And it is just, you know, their their on screen chemistry is fantastic. I love Bill Murray. I don't know how they book him because you know he doesn't have a phone. Right. You call his number and leave a message and then he will. Oh, is that what happens? He has a one eight hundred number. Oh, okay. I thought you had to like, you know, take a journey on a pack mule and find (laughs) him. And (laughs) no, he finds you. He finds you. I love that he leaves business cards when somebody has a Bill Murray experience. Yeah. Well, they have that show on Netflix where people have had experiences where they've met him. It's a documentary, and it is fantastic. And then there was a thing that he did where he was traveling across the nation and partying at your house and he would sleep on your couch. Yeah. Do you remember mm-hmm. that? <laughs> I do. But, um, uh, and yeah. My favorite story from that documentary, though, is when he got behind the bar at a bar. Uh-huh. So he met a bartender earlier and he wanted to hang out with them, but they had to go to take care of their dog. And he was like, no, I totally understand that. And then he came back and... He wanted to bartend at the bar, and the the manager at the time like called the bartender he had met earlier, and he was like, uh, "I think you're gonna want to come back." Like Bill Murray wants to hang out. <laughs> yeah. And uh, the guy goes back and he started bartending, and he didn't know how to make drinks, <laughs> so he would just like pour people like whatever was in front of him and put Coke in there, and they'd t- tell him like, "Oh, that doesn't look right." He's like, "Yeah, but I'm Bill Murray, and I made this for you, so you're gonna drink it. It's fine." That would be. F- I would drink it. I wouldn't care. I'd I would it. not even ask any questions. I'd be like, does it have tequila in it? Because I might punch you then. But oh. otherwise, we're good. <laughs> you wouldn't punch. You can't punch Bill Murray in the face, man. No, he's not punchable. No. Also, no. in the in the young in the Saturday Night Live episodes, he is so handsome. <laughs> I not was... that I didn't think he was handsome now, but like, whew, oof. Yeah. And it's funny because like he was like a talented person, but also like his brothers, like especially his older brother, like wrote all kinds of shit in the eighties that is like you know Caddyshack. You know he was one of the yeah. writers on Caddyshack. Mm-hmm. You know because like Brian Doyle Murphy. Yeah. Did you know that like they wrote that because like him and his brothers were like caddies at a country club, mm-hmm. and that's what Brian Doyle yeah. Murphy. Yeah. And then if you ever watch uh, you know um, Groundhog Day, Brian Doyle Murphy's the the mayor. Yeah. Oh. It's choking. Yeah. And he like he like gives them the Heimlich. Oh, I didn't realize that was his brother. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, that's his older brother, uh, Brian Doyle Murphy. And they're they're always Bert. in like movies with him and stuff. It's funny. And then he has a younger brother too, and he tried to make a go of being like a leading man. There was like some terrible movie that he was in. Moving <laughs> Viol it's called Moving Violations. He's and- oh. everything though. He still he pops up though yeah he still gets like he's in uh, uh, Scrooged 
He plays his brother. Oh. He plays his brother in Scrooge that gets the steak knives. Oh, or, or okay. not steak knives. He gets the he gets the VCR or whatever it is. Yeah. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. He actually plays no, his, I, bro- his brother in that. I have been so enjoying him. You've been enjoying <laughs> him. Oh yeah, because yeah, because you get to watch those younger SNLs. Well, and he Star like, Wars. <laughs> yes, and he had his little segment on Weekend Update where he'd wear like a tux thing, little bow tie, and he would just—he was just Bill Murray. Like he just is so weird, and I love it. I'm here for it. <laughs> Have you seen the Next Generation of Murray? Huh? Because one of them is on NCIS. Are you like, has been? Oh, since. like a younger, like yeah. his grandsons or uh, nephews or. Yeah, it's like a nephew. It's one of his other, one of his brother's sons is on NCIS. Interesting. Has been has has been since its like first episode. I had no idea. I had no. They're a talented bunch, those Murrays. They are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, I think we're ready for a break, don't you think? Mm -hmm. We talked about enough. just wanted an autograph and he got in the car well chris you know who would for sure give you an autograph if you wanted one hmm. bill murray bill murray and or his nephew that's right they seem like or nice brothers that's right all yeah. of them together well it's funny because like i interviewed kane oh. i even interviewed kane a couple of years ago glenn jacobs and it took me so much not to tell him that story why didn't you tell him? I that don't story? know. I don't know. Because that would have been a moment for you. I'll I'll tell you this, Glenn Jacobs, the guy who played Kane, the Undertaker's brother, one of the nicest people I've ever had the opportunity of interviewing. Uh, a total minch, absolutely. He went out of his way to thank me at the end. He found me in a crowded room of celebrities. Like, there was, like, the who's who of celebrities in the green room. It was Chekhov, Beverly Crusher, um, Chewbacca, the guy who played Chewbacca. This was, like, two months before he died. He was there. Four Power Rangers, Meredith from The Office, um, Lita from WWE, uh, Goldust from WWE, and Lou Diamond Phillips were all in this room. And I'm, like, looking around astounded, and Glenn Jacobs cut through the people, came over, found me, looked down on me because he's like fucking six foot ten, and grabbed my hand. And he's like, thank you very much for doing that. It was a real pleasure. And I was like, it, and I was like, hey, it was an honor. And he was like, stop it. No, no. It's an honor for you to you know, be a fan. And he was just such a nice guy. So he, you know, helped out with he's the, the opposite yeah, of his brother is what wanted, you're saying. Just wanted an autograph. Just kidding. Oven baker, because that's what I would always call him. I'd be all, oh, it's the oven baker. I will bake you. <laughs> that's what I'd always yell whenever he came on TV. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, do you guys have anything to promote? Uh, I have my resin creations to stuff to promote, which is Holly's Tiny Things. Yay. Uh, I make tiny, itty-bitty things out of resin. Um. And I make custom orders and all that stuff. So check me out on Instagram, Holly's Tiny Things. It's Holly's underscore Tiny Things because apparently there's another Holly who also makes tiny things. I don't know. How can that be? Um, I know, right? 
Uh, and then my Etsy shop is, uh, you can search me. It's Holly's Tiny Things, all one word, uh, and buy my things. Ooh. Very cool. James, what do you got there? Uh, as per usual, you can see me on uh, NBC's Midnight Texas, first and second season, streaming on Hulu. Or um, really fun. I actually just watched this again the other day. Daybreak on Netflix. It's just a good watch, and you can see me in the background. Very cool. Um, <clears throat> so I want to promote next week's show. So uh, there's a guy from Denver. His name is J. Luke Schmaltz. He used to live in Albuquerque, and he's a comedian. And he also works for Modern Drunkard Magazine. Uh, he's in a band called King Rat. Uh, he sent me some CDs, and I find it. I it's it, you know I I was like King Rat, hmm. And I started playing them, and it was like very like punk, but it was like fairly certain I've seen their band play a couple okay. times. It was like a little little bit offspringish, not but but, I, but not totally. Or, or I'm sorry, yeah. I'm sorry, not offspring, bad religionish, and I really liked it. Yeah. Anyway, he has a book out called The Belcher. I started reading it. And we're going to have him on the show next week to talk about the book. That's going to be awesome. Yeah, so that's going to be great. And J. J. Luke Schmaltz. Uh, there was just an article written about him in the Albuquerque Journal. So he's definitely going to, you know, you know, we, we do legitimate stuff here, you know. <laughs> we're not just uh, dick and fart jokes like, you know, like with, you know, Chasing Amy, if you ever watch Chasing Amy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we're not all dick and fart and undertaker jokes here guys <laughs> i mean but <laughs> if we were that would be fine <laughs> uh but uh yeah we definitely do this show uh on sundays here from 6 to 8 p.m um live on facebook live on youtube and live on something called periscope um i do know what periscope is but a lot of people don't and i've had to explain it to them um <laughs> <laughs> Not a lot of people uh, interact uh, through the Periscope one, so I might switch back to Twitch. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, oh, I hate Twitch so much. Nah, yeah, I'm nah, not a fan either, But and maybe people should try to tell us why we should be, so I don't know. <laughs> They're so mean on Twitch. <laughs> right. Um, so let's come back in about 10 minutes, uh, and uh, definitely when we uh, do the show, we definitely drink, and you should as well. But always remember, never get too drunk to jerk. 10, Ten drink, drink minimum. Oh. Dot com. Yeah. The holiday market from Braille Yards Market and Downtown Growers Market is virtual and open for shopping through December 10th. The online shop features 100 plus local farmers, food producers, artisans, and wellness vendors. Keep it local this holiday season and support small New Mexico businesses. Shop all vendor producers in one cart with one payment. It's safe, quick, and convenient. SNAP and PEBT is accepted, and the Double Up Food Bucks program offers half-off produce for SNAP and PEBT cardholders. Pick up your orders curbside, drive through at the rail yards, Sunday, December 13th from 10.30 a.m. to 3.30 p.m. To shop and for details, head to railyardsmarket.org or downtowngrowers.org.
sold my soul to the bottle Still none of my friends have left me yet I'm the same man I was since the age of 13 And I've lived my life with no regrets If you're looking for some freedom All it takes is ten drinks minimum If you're looking for rhyme or Oh, we're back. We're live. Let me... Oh, pull my back. Oh, why am I still not there? Hold on. There we go. Transition. There we go. Little technical difficulties there. We're back with the... From the uh, break. We're the Billy Slash Wavy Hour. Welcome back, everyone. Hello. Sorry, you Great caught me mid Yeah, I've got uh, <laughs> so I've got some interesting news that has kind of to do with the show. So the intro to the show, I get asked a lot of times, <clears throat> who did that intro? Well, oh. it was a former Albuquerquean uh, named Carlos the Tall, and he moved to Austin, and he was bored one day, and he said, "What song should I write?" And I said, "You should write the theme song to Tendrick Minimum," and so he did. Well. Good news, Carlos Sattal will be moving back to January, back to Albuquerque in January. So, Ooh. I, I don't know the whole specifics and the whole story, but the guy who did that song, he will be back in town. Um, so that's uh, that's good news. I mean, I always you know we always have so many so many talented people leave. It's good sometimes when they come back. It's like, oh man, hell yeah, yeah. with open arms, <laughs> with open arms, we welcome them. So, yes. It's yes. like when Sarah Kennedy moved back. We were all very excited. Not not familiar with her work. <laughs> I'm just everybody kidding. comes back here. Everybody comes back. <laughs> <laughs> so Sarah Kennedy now has like a Thursday night show. She like does. From is it from the Box Theater or sponsored by? I am not a hundred percent sure, but I think it's sponsored mm-hmm. by the Box. I think oh. I I actually don't think it's I think it's like in cooperation with. Gotcha. The Box. Okay. Uh, but it's pretty great. If you yeah. haven't checked it out, you should totally check it out. It's Absolutely. called Sarah and Friends. Yeah. It's super fun. Yeah. Um, I had something I was going to say, and now I forgot, because I'm getting old. Yeah, see? Well, that's rude. How how can you be getting old? No. Oh, cool. J. Luke, J. Luke Schmaltz is watching now, and he says, uh, you know, the, the Belcher started reading it. Uh, started reading it, enjoying it, looking forward to talking to you as well. So, good stuff. So that's for next week. I'm very excited. Awesome. I don't know if I want to talk about what I want to talk about now. Of course, why? Because like I just feel like I get so negative now, and something <laughs> happened. Something happened this last week that really set me off. And oh, I, I think it's the thing I was going to bring up. Actually, <laughs> did you see an ugly puppy? And it just like really crushed like your hope. That's no. what I was gonna bring up too, Chris. No, this. Also, James. James Whoa. just crashed. James got really upset. Jesus! I showed James the cover of this magazine, and he flipped out. <laughs> he lost it. Uh, so, also, James, there's no such thing as an ugly puppy. How dare you? I know. That's why it's so disturbing and upsetting when you see one. 
Um, so Holly, do you want do you want to just is this what you were going to talk about? Yeah, that's what I, I was going to bring it up. Uh, so I I don't want to I don't want to come off that I don't support other podcasts because I totally do. Okay. Well, well if they still podcast, if they're still podcasters, yeah. if, if they're still around. But here's here's the thing. Uh, you know what grinds my gears, Christopher? Oh, when people just fucking when when people use a platform like this to uh, promote their friends and then other shit that doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. And here's the deal. Um, I I I get so I am upset that we were not even approached. But what I really am kind of upset about mm-hmm. is we have a good friend of the show. Mm-hmm. His name is Eric Carter Landine. Okay. Yes, and his show is awesome. Bigger than this and, show, big time. And he was part of fucking Crime Con mm-hmm. this year, which, uh, for those of you who are not true crime weirdos, that is like Comic Con, but for murder. Yeah, and he was in it, um, and, but but not in this, but not in this. <laughs> Best yeah. of he. So he he was with he did Crime Con. With one of the number one true crime podcasters. She called him. Okay? Mm-hmm. And it just blows my mind. Like, he has such a good listenership, and I know for a fact that he does. And he's not even fucking mentioned. And he, you know, it yeah. just, that really grinds my gears. Um, really, really, really in podcasts. <laughs> I love that. I cannot wait to talk to you, J. Luke. Um, but uh, that that irritated me, and well, uh, here's, you know, can I can I go into what irritated me? Yes, yes, yes. I've been doing this show for 14 years. I can't. Right. Y- you go find a podcast in out in New Mexico. Fuck it, the yeah. Southwest, the Southwest of the United States. <clears throat> anywhere that's been around for that long. 14 because there's not very many. Um, we've. We've done a live show at a bar for a year. Every Sunday night, we pulled that off. Uh, we've done our show live from 15 bars slash breweries. Um, whenever it's not COVID, we get asked. We've done our show at festivals. We've done Blues and Brews, Hemp Fiesta, um, Best of Birthday Music Showcase. Um, what's the other one? Um, Fall Crawl. We've done our show all over this city. All over the place. Uh, when there was a uh, um, podcasting festival at the press club, the only people who could pull it off was us. I'm sorry. We were the ones who pulled that off. Uh, we did that. We did that. And then this article comes out of podcasting in ABQ, and I see the, po- the, 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 first, the first podcast here are all brand new, but they're on the very front page, and they get the headline. And I go start looking at all their social media, and when you have an Instagram that has 40 followers, there's no way. There's no way that this should be like what pe- like the popular podcast in Albuquerque. Like the only one in here that, that, I, that has any kind of re- relevance to me is City on the Edge. That yeah, is the only is one. That's great. All the other ones are all imposters, and, some, and, and there's some of them that aren't imposters, but they haven't done a show in almost two years. And if they haven't yeah, done well, a podcast in almost two years, why should they even get a mention? 
Well, and now that we're talking about it, I remember why I wanted to bring this up. And why I want to bring this up is that everybody has, not everybody, but there's a lot of New Mexican attitude yeah. that goes around. Yep. And part of the reason is because no matter how hard you work, no, no. matter how much effort you put in, if you're not friends with the right people. Yeah. And, you know, and, and you know I don't make friends well. <laughs> let's all be honest um well here's, now, yeah all of us all we do is just burn bridges <laughs> right. everywhere we go well he, <laughs> but he, but that's the thing here's a podcast we do a podcast where we fucking tell it like it is or tell it like we yeah. see it and that's just how you know i'm sorry if the city doesn't like it i'm sorry if the mayor doesn't like it i'm sorry if whoever doesn't like it but um I work with a group of people called the Borellis Podcasters Guild, where we actually got a place and we work with Homewise, and we're doing our first Homewise podcast tomorrow. By the way, anyway, nice. our goal is is to like be a collaborative group of podcasters, and I want to say this: talented podcasters, and we're here to help and teach people, right? So there's there's several podcasts in this guild there's what's up abq you know go look us up go look us up on uh instagram over two thousand followers um true true consequences go look us up on social media so good the thousands of followers 10 drink minimum go look us up on instagram thousands of followers um Brian and Gio made a podcast. They don't have that kind of following, but they're but they're they're on their way. Um, parenting sure. versus podcast, thousands of followers, and yeah. we're so like ingrained and do so well that we're starting our own podcasting you know thing. But yet, not one of those podcasts, not one of those, got in that article in uh, Albuquerque the magazine. Not one. Not one. But podcasts that haven't been around for two years made it. Podcasts that have 56 followers on social media made it. And podcasts that have five episodes made it. Well, and like, here's the deal. I'm not saying that we have to be named best of the best all the time. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not being like an asshole. But what I am saying is like, why why did yeah. we not even know this was a thing why was it, yeah. you know it's just it's maddening it's irritating yeah. um there are more there are some great podcasts that come out of albuquerque that yeah. you know deserve and um, i'm not even just saying us this isn't a first like of all, who is you know, who is kangan <laughs> who is kangan it says written by kangan who the fuck is that uh, I'll Is tell you who, last name. Last name, first name, never heard of him. Um, oh, <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I like this guy, man. Uh, hey, by I the like way, that. Jake or uh, Jay Luke, I love your music. It's great. I'm already into it, man. I've been digging it, man. I've been checking it out. Thank you for the CDs. Thank you for the packet. This guy, I want to tell you right now, this guy sends out a press packet. Man, that's awesome. Uh, like he's like, hey man, I'm going to the mail tomorrow. Would you like a book? And I was like, yeah, absolutely, because you know I'd like to read it. You know that way I can talk to him about it. Because I get a book, I get two CDs and a 45 vinyl. 
What? This guy knows how to send out a fucking press packet, man. That's awesome. Yeah. That's that's amazing. Uh, but guess who's not getting one of those press packets? Uh, that would be Albuquerque because they don't actually do a podcast anymore. Nothing against the people who did Albuquerque because I actually like Tito and I like uh, – what's her name? Uh, fuck. With, you know, Angora. Angora. I like both of them, but they haven't done a show in a year and a half. So why is there a podcast in this magazine? Uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure I've seen this right here like, I feel like I'm about to be in huge trouble and it's okay and I will deal with it but like why because I mean you know, I like them they're good people I love them I love them look here's the thing I love them but yeah. but my problem is that we didn't even know this was a thing yeah. we didn't get approached we didn't no. get talked to we didn't no. we do a show every fucking week we do things we try to reach out for the community and Hey, uh, there's another podcast that does pretty much the same thing we do. Uh, They're named the Potential Problems Podcast. Yes, we've been on their show. They've been on our show. We're friends. We have a you know we have mutual respect. I mean you know it's always a competition, but it's mutual respect. They didn't make it in the article either. And they're amazing. I love them. Yeah, just unbelievable. Crazy. But uh, but uh, Champions Corner. Oh, sorry. Champions Corner about some coach that got fired from the football team. His podcast uh, made it, and I'm probably making that up. I don't know if that's true or not, but I'm just (laughs) I I I just went through and started looking up these podcasts, and I'm like, I've never heard of these people, and uh, you know, and then people will be like, Well, who are you that you would have heard of these people? Uh, I'm somebody who looks out for other podcasts here, and I know who's doing shit, and you know. Ah, whatever. You know, <laughs> I wasn't gonna go off on it, but then you were like, "I'm gonna talk about it." I'm like, "Okay, let's do this. <laughs> let's get into it." Um, and it, it's it's not that we hate other podcasts. Just to be clear, no. not at all. No, but you know, I'll tell you. But, how, I'll tell you. You know, what it that's is. why I don't like the best of things here. Yeah. I hate the best of comedian bullshit. I hate the best. I hate all of it. It's dumb. Yeah. Here's well, I'm gonna tell you about that in a second. Here's what's frustrating <laughs> about it. It's frustrating. It's very frustrating. Let me let me let me get the exact thing here. And this is from me. This isn't from Holly. This is the and, and, and James. This is from me. Here's what's frustrating. Did you just call me James? This is Smiley. Sorry, Smiley. I didn't mean to I didn't mean to I didn't mean to out you. Here's what's here's what's frustrating. Uh set this is the seven hundred hundred in fifth episode of 10 Drink Minimum. 705. I, re- I feel like at episode 700, we should have gotten cake. Just I'm saying. Fucking from somebody. So <laughs> 705 of representing New Mexico, talking up New Mexico, interviewing people from New Mexico, um, telling people how to stay out of New Mexico because we don't want it ruined. Um, maybe that's the problem (laughs) talking about beer that's from New Mexico shitting on other Mm -hmm. states because we love New Mexico and Mm -hmm. then we never get love from anybody you know like you know the alibi would give us love other countries but but not really but not really (laughs) alibi would only give us love because we would have 20 people from Australia write in 
to the best of anything we forgot on the alibis best of list. And they couldn't deny. So I've, I heard this story. They said, make sure you're undeniable. If you want to be, if you want to be successful, make sure you're undeniable. Well, when you have the best of and the alibi gets so many write-ins for you that they can't, they, they can't ignore you, then they respect mm-hmm. you. But that's ridiculous. And we How won. How many years did that take, though? It, it was three it, or four. It took three or four. And then we won best local podcast five times. And then they never ever created a best of category for a best of podcasting. Podcasting is one of the hugest media right right now. Podcasting is the most saturated media in the world. There are more people becoming podcasters than anything, than actors, comedians, singers, anything. Mm -hmm. And yet Albuquerque, the magazine doesn't have a best local podcast. Albuquerque uh, alibi before they went defunct would never do a best local podcast. But do you know why? Do you know the answer to this? Mm-mm. I don't know. Because if we win, we're not going to buy any ads. Oh, that's Say true. Because Say if you live in a major city and you have a local like event magazine, they survive 100% on ads. And well, they don't know that. They could have bought some ads from us if they mentioned us. I, could, I, was, I was throwing some stuff in. Yeah, maybe. But, um, you know, that's what they're uh, – <laughs> Don't go giving Joe Anderson lip service. Ooh, someone doesn't like Joe. Oh, oh. oh. but um, I got it. We got. We'll ask. We'll have to ask him about that because yes, cheese me, cheese me. So um, here's nice. the here's the way I feel about it. Is like if you live in one of these major cities that has an event magazine, they live off the ad space, and mm-hmm. they do these best ofs so that the week before they can hit up. Uh, Charlie's ice cream shop and be like, Hey, Charlie, your ice cream shop got runner up for best Mm -hmm. ice cream shop. And, uh, if you want, we can sell you an ad for this amount of price that you, so you can thank the people for voting for you. And of course they're going to do it, you know, cause it, a makes Charlie's shop. We're like, Hey, thank you. Uh, Los Angeles for making us the number two or one of your one of your favorite ice cream destinations in the city, and uh, it's a big bump for the for the the magazine or the newspaper, and they get enough money so they can make an issue the next month. <laughs> they can make they right. can make issues for the next month, and that's all it but is. You know what? They never even asked us. Mm-mm. I've put ads in the alibi before. Fuck, I know. Between the three or four of us, yeah. it'd been like two hundred dollars. We I mean, could have done that. I mean, Never look at this. Asked. Look at this magazine. How thick it is, man. This thing was five dollars at the store. This thing is eighty percent ads, man. Eighty yep. percent print media is dead. I don't know why it makes me mad. It shouldn't. I shouldn't care because within a year, Albuquerque the magazine will probably be out of print. But that's okay. That's, I don't know what you're yeah. talking about. I still get all my fashion magazines. <laughs> Holly is just covering her mouth because she's just like, fuck. But that's L magazine. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Holly, am I, am, I, am I saying, am I wrong? Well, am I wrong on so this? It's supposed to be 80% ma- ads. No, you're not wrong. Here's why I'm covering my mouth. and Because I'm trying to bite my tongue. Go. Uh, because, you know, you know what? I'm not going to bite my tongue. I'm just going to do it. And I don't yeah, care. So. It. Uh, every year when the stupid best of bullshit and the alibi would happen, 
Ever since I started comedy, it became like a huge fucking thing in the comedy scene. Like, yeah. oh, who's the best of? But then there was one year mm-hmm. where nobody fucking did anything I for the com- like the comedian. So there was no winner. Okay? <laughs> because nobody would even vote for themselves. It was like, it was a shit show. Yeah. So the next year, the comedians decided we're all going to go out for like best comedian Blah, blah, blah. I got second place that year to Greg Jomek, and I, I stand by that. Greg Jomek is a solid dude. Sure. But I didn't have to, like, market for that. No. Okay? I didn't do shit. But everybody was so mean about it. Mm-hmm. Everybody was so mean. And here's the deal. It's all fucking bullshit. It is. Especially you, when it comes to comedy. Because you just have people pack you. the box. And not only that, but, like, comedy is subjective, okay? Like, one person's funny is another person's I'm going to go cry myself, you know, to death in the bathroom. Yeah. Like, somebody who's funny tonight might not be funny tomorrow. No. And it pisses me off. So then this fucking asshole here in town last year or whatever decided to take it upon himself and go to another podcast and be a fucking asshole oh, to me and Royal. I remember that. His name's Troy Wilson. He's a dick. He tells rape jokes. He doesn't care. He's not funny. He's <laughs> just he's a loser and I hate him. Um I and, forgot about all that. <laughs> <laughs> and Troy Wilson is still just such a fucking fuck. And he just d- holds so dear who is best of in whatever and you know what it doesn't fucking matter no Troy. it doesn't fucking matter no if you're not gonna like strive to be the best by actually trying to make people laugh then who gives a shit who's best troy wilson and and it's one of those things (laughs) where like these competitions they allow people to vote as many times as they want and so you're gonna have what's that Really? What do you mean, yeah. really? Oh, I don't know. I don't vote. We used to we used to tell people vote for us every day, every day, things. and we would remind people mm-hmm. vote for us, vote for us. You know, mm-hmm. and here's why. Here's why. Because now I can go, and if I have a meeting with a brewery, and they, you know, the person who's hip and cool, or and you know, into their marketing person is like, "Fuck, we want these guys here." They'll trot us. They'll try. I'll be in the meeting, and they'll trot out the owner and some dude who has a bunch of money, who's like, you know, not happy about our name being ten drink minimum. Comes out and he's like, "Well, why should I have you on our? Sh- we sh- why should we let you do uh, uh, a show at our brewery?" Well, the number one answer for me is, is I don't give a fuck if I do a show at your brewery. I don't care. I'm not here. To, like personally, I hate live shows. I do them mm-hmm. because I understand, like, you know, I understand the implications of getting our name out there, but I actually hate the actual setup. I hate having to, like, sit in front of people that are there not to see me and uh, and definitely not there to hear me. So whenever an owner comes out, I'm like, uh, well, you know, we were voted best uh, local podcast five times in the alibi. Well, they don't know that. All they know is I have that credit. And they go, oh, okay. And it gives us cred. cred. Like people are like, oh, cool. 
But uh, what they don't know is, is I'm like, like, you know, James and Billy and I were like hitting up our friends and we're like, yeah, vote for us for best local podcast and anything we forgot. And, you know, and, you know, I, we, we, we weren't a category because it wasn't a category, but they, people don't know that. And I'm not lying to them. We want it. We, you know, they, they named it, they named us that in the magazine. Best of anything we forgot. Best local podcast, 10 drink minimum happened five times. So, you know, it's all about using what you have to get where you want to go. Yeah. And it is that. And, and so it's well, funny. And that's, that's Albuquerque in a nutshell. So anytime. Promotion. Yeah. So here's the worst thing you can do is you can win that and then use it in that context. But the worst thing you can do is go out amongst your peers and actually act like it's a fucking thing. Because they don't give a shit. You know? <laughs> you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Because they all know. They all know the grift and they all know the game. The game is pack the box and, and get that, you know. Cause, well, you know, go ahead. I always joked about getting one of those, like, big wrestling belts mm-hmm. with all of our, like, medals on it. Yeah. Because that would be hilarious. It would be hilarious. <laughs> but here's the actual truth of the matter. You can win all those things all you want. You can get your here's 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 what's gonna I'm gonna bring it all around right now, Holly. So you can you can write an article about all these great podcasts that exist in Albuquerque that nobody's heard of, and people will go check them out. And if they're not good, they won't listen to them ever again. And then they'll look at you and go, Oh, you wrote this article. I don't think you have a good idea what's going on. And, you know, and I mean, maybe some of the podcasts they will listen to and pe- they will go, oh, that, that was good. I like it. Or they won't. So you still have to be good. You still have to maintain your audience, you know? Right. And that's that's the end of the story, you know? So hopefully... <laughs> All of these picks of, of good podcasts in Albuquerque you picked are all great and amazing. Because, you know, you kind of put your word on it if you put it in print, right? Yeah, but uh, apparently his word is a one name. Yeah. Kangan. My name's Kangan. Yeah. I don't know. You still got to be good. If you're best local comedian, man... If you win Best Local Comedian for the Alibi or ABQ the Magazine or whatever, whatever uh, the paper, whatever exists now, people will come out and they'll see you. You then you got to be better than you were because they expect you to be. Well, you know who won this year in Albuquerque the Magazine? Uh, Sarah Sarah Kennedy is Sarah Kennedy, and you know what? She is always good. Sure, I stand by that. But that's what I'm saying. Yeah, and and I agree with that. Like I'm like her winning. I totally agree with it because you know what? I'm so happy. You're going to go out and you're going to watch her and you're mm-hmm. probably going to laugh. You may not laugh at everything because like, you know, because her comedy isn't fit for everyone. But, you know, it's it's but it's fit for a lot of people. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. you're going to laugh. But if someone went and stuffed the ballot box, because there was one you're year that laugh. like at the at the, the alibi that for for the music, this one band stuffed the ballot box and won every category. Mm-hmm. And. And it's like one of those things where it's like, okay, well now, as a band, you might get a big audience once, 
because people are going to be like, well, they want all these categories in the alibi. Let's go check them out. But like, if they come out and they see you and you suck, you know, it's all kind of exposed at that point, right? Mm-hmm. So there you go. No matter where you go, there you are. <laughs> so I don't know. I was mad about it, and then I got over it, and then I got mad about it again, and I got over it. And it's just it's just like I got to be honest. It's just one of those things that's not Albuquerque the magazine. It's not the alibi. It's not whatever. It's just after 705 episodes, you just get tired of, like, people, you know, shitting on you, you know? They're like, yeah, we're not going to put – because, you know, because I know they know who we are. Like, don't act like you don't, oh. you know. Are you kidding? Ever since you got me that uh, sweatshirt, mm-hmm. yeah. people just point at me down the street. Yeah. And it's like, uh, it's like, and I, like I was people telling People I don't know, they're like, I have one of your stickers. Yeah. I'm like, awesome. I was talking to somebody about it, and I was like, I'm not really mad about us. I'm really mad about, like, like Eric Carter Landine from The True mm-hmm. Consequences. And that's bullshit, man. You have one of the biggest because they're bigger than we are. I mean, you know, true crime is massive. And true crime. So here's the thing: like, if you're a true crime person and you, or you're a true crime podcast, and you know what you're doing, and you talk about interesting cases, and you're doing it for the right reason, like he is, people love that shit. Right. You know, yeah, and yeah. I just plus Eric is just so sweet and cute, and mm-hmm. his story is unbelievable well here's the real shit one um and i i I didn't think i was gonna do this but so i started (laughs) being a i'm now a co-host on a show called what's up abq i took over for uh lindsey freeman who left and went to to portland so this podcast here um start bragging abq was a woman that was interviewed on their show and decided she liked their show so much she was going to copy it so she copied what's up abq and created her own. She's only done a handful of episodes. And they put her in there over What's Up ABQ, the, the show she copied. <laughs> so they're, they're putting biters in there? Yeah, That's total, total biters, bro. Whatever. Ugh. Good journalism, Kengan. <laughs> Whatever your name is. <laughs> Killing it. Killing it, bro. Ugh. Killing anyway, it. I, you know. Uh, in good news, Liverpool won our match today. Fucking A, they did. That's why I'm wearing my Liverpool jersey that you can't really see. Oh. Um, you could just collapse the camera and fall over like James did while ago. <laughs> oh, no, I actually, um, <laughs> I put my hand down aggressively oh. and I forgot it's not long enough. It was attached to my phone. It just pulled the entire yeah. setup down. Oh, okay. oh. Uh, no. Uh, but in other soccer news, so I want your guys' opinion on something. Okay. So here in the U.S., uh, with the coronavirus, like, uh, restrictions, they usually go off of, like, a percentage of, Attendant. like, what they can have people, for, yeah. 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 And that's how you determine. So, like, every place can have 25% of their capacity. Okay. okay. In Europe right now, so, like, Liverpool got to have 2,000 fans in their stadium because they could safely do so. 
Okay. But not every not every team can have fans because if you cannot safely house 20,000 or 20,000 2,000 fans, you just can't have fans. I think it would be better if they could be like, "Hey, 25% of your capacity you can have." Okay. So it's drama. Cheese may in the soccer world. Well, and you know, New Mexico, our team had to play on the road. There, mm-hmm. So, I don't know if you know this, the United was called the Road Warriors this year because we only played on the road. And, because we couldn't have them here. Right. Yeah. And, and they were playing in like Colorado Springs mm-hmm. and made the playoffs, made it to the second round. So they have shirts called the Road Warriors, which upsets me because, like, when I think of the Road Warriors, I think of a completely different thing. But, you know, (laughs) I'm like, there's no hawk and animal. What the hell? (laughs) Okay, I was going with Mad Max on that one. Rest in peace, hawk and animal. (laughs) Hey, 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 hawk and animal, heaven don't want us and hell's afraid we'll take over. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know what I'm talking about? The Road Warriors? I don't. What? I, I really what? don't. I'm, I'm sorry. Oh I literally was like, I, I'm just, I don't understand. Oh, my gosh. You I will. got my own nerdness, and it, it superseded the wrestling that I know is there. No, 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 no. Most famous tag team in the history of tag team wrestling in the world. Like, there's hands down no greater tag team in the world. And I hate this photo, but this is the photo I'm going to choose. Um. It the, was superseded in the my Legion head of by Mel Gibson in leather. Sorry. Uh, yeah, you don't even know what you're talking about, which is actually what they were based on, but yeah. I know. <laughs> but you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> let me, let me pull this up. Hold on, hold on. Throw that photo on. I'm going to do it. Here we go. The Legion of Doom. The greatest tag team in the history. Like, and I'm not saying this because I believe this. This is the truth. The Road Warriors, the greatest tag team in the history of tag team wrestling. Never seen the Road Warriors before. I have seen them. I didn't know their names. I'm the Legion of Doom. Anyway, they would do this uh, um, when they would uh, early on in their career. When they would do their promo, they would say something. He would go. He'd go, tell him, Hawk, and he'd be all, I just want to say something. Heaven won't take us, and hell's afraid we're going to take over. Let's get out of here. <laughs> and, and I was just like, as a kid, I was like, damn, I believe that. But I really feel bad because I feel like this show is becoming the let's let's talk shit to the city of Albuquerque or, you know. But, like, I kind of feel like no one's really – who no one's calling out the city or calling out stuff that's not right. Am I no, wrong? Yeah. No, I've taken you're, over. You're totally this is right. Amazing. So it's our job now. Larry, We're just like, fuck you. I don't care. Larry Barker's sleeping. I don't know what's happening. You know? <laughs> Larry Barker Larry Barker oh. is just, you know, maybe he's just really enjoying quarantine right now. And he just doesn't oh. feel like investigating anything. I don't know, man. Yeah, it, it's really, you know, there's so many things going on. It's just like the helicopter's flying over, and people are like, stop crying about it. I'm like, no, because I'm not the only one who lives down here that's fucking tired of the helicopters every damn day, you know? Well, and right now, like, it's not even necessary right now. See? 
the Dark Side of the Ring episode with LOD was a kick in the gut, man. So there's a so there's this show on Vice. Uh, like you know, Vice is the uh, television channel of uh, our podcast. It's like the same version. Just kidding. Um, so they do a show on there, and it's the highest rated show on Vice. It's called The Dark Side of the Ring, and they go through and mm-hmm. they tell these like stories about like these really you know like me as a wrestling fan, I know the stories. Uh, like when Owen Hart uh, fell from the rafters and died at one of the pay per views because mm-hmm. he was zip lining in, but they didn't. They went with a cheaper company and it unhooked and he fell and hit the you know ring and died. But mm-hmm. uh, they did one on the the Road Warriors, yeah. the Legion of Doom, and uh, like you know Hawk was a big partier and like there's videos of him doing like coke in the back and you know and and he had a heart attack in his 40s and died you know so yeah it was kind of a kick in the gut and then Animal they they did that this earlier this year and then Animal died like last month so <clears throat> it's kind of oh. sad yeah. But they were the biggest tag team in the world for like 20 years. Like when I was a kid. So like in pro wrestling, like you you would always do this thing. They would always do this thing where like you had to put over other wrestlers sometimes. And the mm-hmm. LOD, like you have to lose. LOD, the Road Wars, never lost. Like when I was a kid, that they, the song Iron Man would play by um, uh, uh, Ozzy. And they would come out. And defeat their opponents sometime before the song was done. <laughs> like, 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 what the hell is happening? Not even that wasn't even a whole match. So, oh dang, Kurt Fletcher. The first famous person I ever saw in my life was Jim the Anvil. One of the best days of my life. He was one of those people that would party with the Road Warriors. <laughs> <laughs> Kurt Fletcher coming in with the obscure yeah. references. Jim the Anvil Nightheart. Um. If you watch pro wrestling now, his daughter, uh, um, Natalia, is a pro. She's a, in the WWE. Jim the Anvil Nightheart. Oh. Yeah, his daughter is one of the is a big pro wrestler. Ooh, maybe. Um, so yeah, that's kind of interesting. But yeah. Anyway, what else is going on, guys? What else is happening in your world <laughs> besides fucking um, Albuquerque the magazine? <laughs> uh, uh, this week has been kind of sad for me, so like it's hard to like not be a bummer. What's uh? Oh, do you want to get into that, or do you want to leave it alone? Um, I I won't talk specifics, I guess. But uh, two people I know passed away oh, this week. I'm very sorry, and uh, I don't know why yet on either of them but it's like i think right now is a weird time to be the kind of person whose friends are all service industry and stuff like that because literally any social media interaction i have is like i'm struggling i'm not doing good or people are dying so it's been i guess i could talk shit about my brother-in-law not thinking coronavirus is real (laughs) Oh, How is that a well, thing, everyone, man? Everyone can. There's, there's someone for everyone with that yeah. one. <laughs> I don't have any, so I don't really. Uh, I guess I talk to my mom and my dad, and that's my fan. Like I have a sister, I have a mom and a dad, and then I, I have cousins yeah. and I have uncles, but I don't really talk to them. Like that's just not a thing in my family. We're just not a, we're not a communicative, communi- communicative yeah. group. 
So I don't really have someone in my family. It's like, this COVID's bullshit. <laughs> They're just trying to control us with I the Microsofts. Pretty, I, got a, I got a pretty good situation in my family because yeah. my immediate family, like, believes in, like, you know, mainly Democrats. And you know, they believe in liberal. science? They believe in science. But then, <laughs> even on, like, the Republican like straight up like southern republican part of my family they're all doctors so they're like yeah. yes this is fucking real it's in the hospital you guys are so fortunate look i'm just going to go ahead like we're all ranting and raving today i am a black sheep in a mostly conservative family yeah i'm from the and south is- and they still all believe in it yeah they, they're still all covid is real cuz they're all doctors yeah it it has been the hardest part of 2020 is being in a family that all of a sudden you're just like, can you read? You know, like, what is, since when do we not believe in science? I don't know. Um, so I've just been trolling my family this whole <laughs> you're time. All, you're all in your family. What what uh, on the line of teaching the kids? You know, wh- where is reading? Is it after cooking with lard, or is it where? Where is that? Yeah, you know? I think it's like you know, way down on the totem pole, yeah. like after teaching them to smoke cigarettes. I don't know. Yeah. You don't need to read the pack, honey. It don't say nothing worth reading. You don't want to know what the scientists say about yeah. cigarettes. I don't know. It's. It just has been weird. So I had uh, my my brother-in-law person, I guess, you know, just like trolling me. Yeah. And it's just dumb. Trolling? Yes, like not even, okay. It's so, it's so like to me insane <laughs> that someone is troll. Like, like I would troll somebody with the truth. Yes. But they're trolling you with something that they read on like Breitbart or, uh, or the Drudge like Report. Or just some it's like some Republican <clears throat> said, share this with all your Democrat family. And they're like, okay, I'll have to do that. Well, they don't even get it, dumbassers. <laughs> <laughs> A knuckle dragger <laughs> in the family of mouth breathers. Jesus, that's fantastic. I love. I'm so excited for him to be yeah, on the show. Yeah, me too. Um, so uh, I did. Uh, so this weekend, I, I t- it was my lady friend's birthday. Yay! And uh, so New Mexico, we have uh, you know, other than the car fires and the uh, medical waste, <laughs> uh, the and uh, all the <clears throat> puddles of blood randomly. Mm-hmm. Uh, we uh, have random guns shooting everywhere. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, Sorry. all of that's called art, and you need to shut up that. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm, I'm telling people why they don't want to move here. It's because of the uh, random car fires, the puddles of blood, the, the medi- toxic waste. The medical waste, just random, yep. that gets thrown on your lawn. Um, anyway, mm-hmm. we, we do have mm-hmm. some, some really good towns with hot springs. And uh, Truth or Consequences. Full of medical waste. Truth or Consequences is one of them. So she's like, you know, I want to go for my birthday. I want to go down through the consequences. And she found this Airbnb. And it's just, it was just, I have to tell you, I had a really, really, really fantastic weekend. So we get down okay. there. We get down there. And so the Airbnb is a casita. Um, 
we didn't like we walk up and the the people had like set it up where we didn't even have to uh um it had a, a keypad um mm. and so we just had to type in the keypad open the door we never saw never saw the people who own the house and so we have this casita it has this amazing yard Ghosts? and no 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 like they like we like they just had it all separated so it had this amazing yard it had a little like hut that was built in the yard that had little um outdoor couches and and chairs with a gas um heater fire pit out inside in the yard then there was like like you know several like just ornaments like road runners made out of like railroad spikes and ladybugs and like the yard was just decorated to the nines right and then they had a little um thing built for the the hot spring tub in the yard that was all Ooh. corrugated plastic and you like slid the door open and they left towels for us and candles um the little, the little, the little casita had a little gas fire pit and all this stuff, right? And then Saturday we spent the day. We went to a day spa where they had, um, you, it was, and it was also set up where you walked up and they had a camera, and you told them your name, and then they buzzed you in, and you went in, and never, we never saw, we never touched, any, saw any people. So we wow. went over to our little, oh. our, our little room. Not and ghosts, robots. No, our little Love room. It. So we open up our room, and our little room at this spa was a hot spring tub on the river. So your, um, you know, you have your walls, your tub, and then you lay you lay in it while you see the river. I'll I'll show you pictures awesome. of it. And we're like laying in this hot spring tub, watching ducks fly around and catch bugs watching seagulls fly around and just laying in a tub. It was so amazing. That sounds amazing. And then we were, you know, two blocks from the brewery. We went and got crowlers, uh, ate, you know, went and picked up food. We never, like, ate anywhere because, you know, you shouldn't. And everywhere we went, Trump flags. <laughs> uh. Or we saw a fuck Biden thing, you know. And I was just like, eh. but then, yeah. you, but then there was like, then there was like Black Lives Matter stuff, which was good. That's and, right. And uh, it was just interesting. I was like, wow. I am so tempted <laughs> to move to the little town in Ohio that Dave Chappelle lives. Yeah. Um, because it's so like progressive and amazing. I'm oh, like, what? I want to live in that little bubble of happiness. That sounds oh. awesome. <laughs> <laughs> buckshot, buckshot. <laughs> No, I'm still pretty sure Albuquerque is the best place to live right now. Okay. Uh, no, 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 it's James. Don't tell James. No, 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 no. Oh, I mean, uh, they, they, they how need dare to, you? People need to Only know about the oil fires. The oil fires and the uh, acid baths. Slime. Yeah. I don't know if you know this, but our state bird has been known to kill people. Yes, <laughs> yeah. all the time. And they're everywhere. Did <laughs> right. um, you guys watch? The Mandalorian. Oh week. my god! Oh yeah. Because I no spoilers. Forgot. I, can't. Oh, I guess we can't say anything, right? Oh, it's so spoiler. good. I'm still haven't seen it. 
It was uh, it, okay. Here's my thing. I was like, how on earth can they top last week's episode, the Jedi one, right? Ashoka, yeah. Ashoka Tan. And then they're like, well, here's what we're going to do. I'm not going to spoil it. And they it. did. Here's, you know, James, here's what they're going to do. We're going to bring in Robert Rodriguez to direct the episode. <laughs> See, good yeah. enough. That's that's the only spoiler you need. Uh, and, uh, and that's not even the best part, honestly. Oh, no. Oh, it's I lost so, it. I lost so fantastic, it. James. Stop it. It's just a show. I'm re-watching Daredevil. Yeah. Can I give you a hint? You know. Can I give you a hint, James, of what's going on? <sighs> I'm just okay. gonna give you two words. Two words. Boba Fett. How's that a hint? Oh, it's the big Robert hint. Rodriguez and Boba Fett. And that was the episode. <laughs> that is the fucking episode. Okay. Oh my god, mm-hmm. it was so good. It's so Actually, good. Actually, uh, that works pretty good. If you give me a character and a director, that. Alright. <laughs> you know excited. what's going on. You know what's happening in your life. You gotta watch it. It's so good. Smiley. He's caught up. He's caught up except for this episode. Okay, you gotta. Yeah. If you need a password, you just send me a message. I'll let you get on my Disney Plus to watch it. I don't care. James, watch it tonight. <laughs> this is good. <laughs> Albuquerque is the Tatooine of cities. Uh, I want to. Tatooine. Love the city. I have a question for J. Luke Schmaltz. So you're from Albuquerque. What uh, What is one thing that you miss from living here? Hey, we're we're gonna be interviewing him. Next I know. Week. I know. I want to give people a preview of next week. What is one thing you miss about living in Albuquerque? Because he lives in Denver now. Denver, where it's they like think a, where they think green chili. Suburb of Albuquerque. Where they think they make green chili. Yeah, I want to hear what he says here. We're not actually gonna wait, right? Uh, what's that? I don't know. We'll see. We're just gonna sit here silent. No, he's uh, he's on it. We'll see. No, we'll... I said we'll just sit here oh. and wait. We'll sit no here pressure, and wait for your answer. <laughs> I finished my hot tea already. But uh, <laughs> I was so I was in Truth or Consequences, and like we're walking around, and we're like, you know, they have tons of little like shops that are just trinket in shops yeah okay here here we go you guys ready for what he misses the most yes mary and tito's green chili Uh, street location good good call that is you really are a new mexican that answer that's a good answer that's a fucking legitimate fucking answer right Uh, now i want mary and tito yeah and so not even fair so we're (laughs) uh we're walking around and uh oh oh Oh, I have bad news for him. Oh, he said Blake's Burger. Oh, we've got bad news for you. You won't miss that anymore. You won't miss That's it anymore. That's just a memory you need to keep in your heart. Yeah, you're going to miss it and never have it the right way again. It's not the same. It's not the same. It's weird now. But there's so many people. And the customer service is terrible now also. Well, the other thing too is, is there's so many people that like spout about how great Blake's has been for their whole life. They just can't let that go. And mm-hmm. you'll be like, breakfast burritos, like, oh, Blake's. And it's like, eh, have you had one in a while? They're not the same. Mm-hmm. So the answer to the Blake's Lauderburger thing is uh, uh, somebody came in and the, the family, the, the dad died. 
and the family sold it. And so mm-hmm. it's a, someone from out of state came in and, and sold it. Bought it. Hmm. I'm assuming he's talking about Marion Tito's. He says, my dad got in a fight there with customers who wouldn't pay because the chili was too hot. Oh, well, you know, Blake sometimes has really hot chili, too. No, no, they did. I don't think they do anymore. Those days are gone. <laughs> All gone. Don't Lovely you get it? Don't you get it? It's over. Um, it's done. <laughs> it's done. I'm too old for this shit. I'm turning my badge in. Don't you get it? Uh, that was my Billy Billy <laughs> Billy line. I heard bad news about Blake. So I'm talking pre-sellout. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, we understand. Yeah, yeah. Understand. Understandable. Totally. That makes sense. We all we all mm. miss Blakes. We all miss it. It's terrible. Well, the frontiers oh. still got its bums too. They do. So anyway, we were walking around uh, Tier C. And out of nowhere, my lady friend's like, do you want to go look at this uh, gallery? Which I love galleries. And we walk mm-hmm. into this gallery in Tier C. And it's one of those things where it's like you walk into a place and it's so deceiving on how large it is. Oh, yeah. Like it looks tiny on the outside. Yeah. It was one of the largest galleries I've ever seen in my entire life. And I go to get, and people are like, well, you don't go. To, I do. I actually am a big art person i do a lot of first fridays i love to go to galleries so we walk in this place and i'm like oh this is tiny and the guy goes oh there's also upstairs if you want to go up there i'm like cool so i just keep walking around this place and a lot of the art was like southwestern in the front i'm like yeah whatever i'm coyotes and such i get it and (laughs) as we keep going around and there's like some kachina dolls and i'm like oh this is kind of a little bigger than i thought and then it just kept going and then finally, it had an upstairs. And like, if you walk on the outside of the building, you don't even know. You can't even tell there's an upstairs on the outside of the building. And we get up there, and like, finally, we get to this one room, and it's like mature artwork. And we go in, and like, I've it was more penises than I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, how is this? It, it was this room larger than my my apartment times four was the size of this room. And it was like penises everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, man, penises. He had a penis. (laughs) Um, Was there any music playing? No, no, no. But like when we walked back outside, like it was one of those things where like we walked back outside, we walked across the street and I turned around and I'm like, there's no way you would know how big that art gallery is from the outside Mm. ever. And uh, I can't wait to go because, like, I think it's kind of like when you're a couple and, like, you know, you're together, you kind of, like, after a while, you have your getaway place. Mm-hmm. And I think that's going to be our getaway place is TRC. Nice. I need to find us a getaway place. Yeah. I think after the holidays are over, we're going to be able to save to go on, like, a little trip. We need a getaway place. I don't want to steal yours, but TRC sounds no, really no, no. great. I'm going to send you the Airbnb of uh, we stayed in, and I couldn't uh, rave. I mean, you don't even have to leave the Airbnb. It was so freaking nice. And you just buy some beer or wine, and you could, you know, the Airbnb had a nice bed. It had a ta- It had a TV that, like, was on an arm so you could just lay in bed and watch it. 
It had amenities where you could cook. It had a grill outside that was gas. Um, it had the hot spring tub that was enclosed. And they left to- Oh, we lost Holly. Uh, they left towels for everybody. She went to book it right now. She's like, fuck this. I'm going right now, and I'm getting it. It was fantastic, man. It was above, you know, I have not, I could not rave about it enough, you know. And then it was right down the street. Like, we could walk to the the spa that we went out. I I don't know if I can, let me find a picture of the, uh, let me see here. I'm going to find a picture without exposing my personal life, maybe. Is this, is, uh, Save it. What's up? Is this something like that place we went for the uh, like uh, boys weekend with the pool? No, dude. This I'm lots of video games. <laughs> no, that was fun too. Though. <laughs> but here, let me pull this up here. I have a picture of like our um the day spa where we were like just chilling in the hot tub or in the hot spring. I keep calling it a hot tub, but it's not really a hot tub. Um, what is it like a warmed bath? I don't know. It's a mineral, like it's hot spring. It comes out of the ground, hot. Oh, geez. Th- this was our hot. This was our tub, overlooking. Oh, you know. I haven't been to this place, but I've actually heard recommendations. Yeah, it's fantastic. I recognize that photo. Yeah. Well, well we took that photo. You know. Uh, well, no, I recognize the location. Like I've seen. Yeah. Yeah. Holly awesome, said dude. she doesn't know what just happened. PRC, right? Yeah. Fantastic. Let's see if she comes back. I'll give her the invite again. I think she just got tired of us. She's like, fuck I'm this. sure. She's all, uh, these guys. I want to show it to her, though. I want her to. Always talking about the wrestling. Not always. That was what's her face. Who used to get mad at? What was her name? Um, she was like, "All you do is talk about wrestling." Um, uh, Michael. Was that our, our Michael? Yeah. I was, I was gonna say like basically everyone that's been on the show, <laughs> other than Billy. No. <laughs> no. You think I talk? Do you think we talk about wrestling too much, James? Um, I don't. Oh, okay. uh, it was a, it was a, it, it was like comic books and wrestling was yeah. me growing up. So there you go, man. It's a good life you live there. It's a good life. <laughs> well, let's see if Holly comes back. I don't know if she will. For the uh, yeah, let me ask her. Are you coming back? Uh, otherwise, I think we're getting towards the end here. We are. Are you ready? Are you ready for me? I was. That's why I'm asking if she's coming back. So she doesn't have to. I think we're <laughs> fine. <laughs> I'm sorry. I've been listening to all of uh, Technotronics CDs. I just found them in a box. Yeah. This weekend, so. She says her internet freaked out. Please hold. We'll see what we'll see if she comes back. I don't know if she will or not. 
Or we can just end. I don't know. We can just end it. I'm good. I have nothing left. I think I'm all right. I think we did a, a good yeah. job. I'll say no worries. We got all our points across. Yeah. It was mainly a ranting episode anyway. Uh, aren't they all? <laughs> they what do you think, James? Are they are they getting are they leaning more towards ranting nowadays? Um, no. Not all of them. No. Um, Every once in a while, and it's all right because we're always supposed to be topical, and our yeah. opinions is what makes us entertaining. Yeah, yeah. Um, so for sure, next week we oh, oh here she comes, she's back. Sorry, kittens knocked over my freaking modem. Who did? My kittens. So oh. our cat had kittens. So I have four kittens and a cat right now. And the kittens have learned to jump and knocked over Ooh. our modem. <laughs> Question: When are your when are your kittens going to be ready to be given away? Or eaten? well, we already have homes for oh, the two that are going to homes, and oh. we're keeping two, so we're gonna have three cats. Oh, uh, so we found, huh? For yum yums? No. <laughs> oh. So you're okay with you're okay with cannabis uh, and not kitten eating? Uh, <laughs> um, oh, that's beautiful. That's yeah. That that's a picture uh, I took from our or Danny took the, from our uh, our uh, that was our day spa. It's beautiful, right? Oh, fantastic! Um, but so one of the kittens is leaving tomorrow oh. to go to their forever home. It's going. It's going to college. And then the, yes, <laughs> it's going to college. Uh, we're very sad. Uh, but the other kitten I am keeping until Christmas morning because my friend is giving the kitten to her daughter for Christmas, Aww. and it's her first pet ever. Oh, so, well, that's fantastic. Yeah. Okay. And then the other two are staying here, and I'm just going to lose my mind. It's fine. <laughs> oh. Well, that's good. Well, now that you're back, let's end the show. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so uh, what, what do you got? What, tell people again what you uh, – about your oh, site. Uh, my little – my tiny things. Uh, so I make resin creations. I make jewelry boxes and bees and – I have some really cool stuff coming out uh, this week, probably. I have new stuff. Um, but uh, you can find me on Instagram at Holly's underscore tiny things and wow. on Etsy at Holly's tiny things. Nice. Uh, next week, we have um, Jay Luke Schmaltz on. Um, he is actually originally from Albuquerque, but uh, now he resides in Denver. He writes for uh, Modern Drunkard magazine. Um, he is in a band called King Rat, and that's a like I, I best describe it as like very bad religionish, and a big fan. Mm, I like, I, like him, that. I, I really enjoy the music. Um, and then he has a book uh, called The Belcher out. It's about a superhero that his superpower Ooh. is sonic belches. That's I about, like it. That's all I'll tell you. And uh, we're going to have him on the show next uh, Sunday, J. Luke Schmaltz. So just had a big write-up in the Albuquerque Journal. Awesome. I'm so excited about that. Also, uh, Tendrick Minimum is a member of the Borellis Podcasters Guild. 
So if you live in the Albuquerque area and you would like to start a podcast, uh, we can actually help. So look at Brellis Podcasters Guild up on Facebook or Instagram and uh, hit us up and we'll, you know, we'll give you the information that you need. Uh, 10 drink minimum. We do a live show here Sundays from 6 to 8 p.m. Where we may or may not flame whatever you do. <laughs> I'm just kidding. We're just trying to. We're just like we're just like a modern quantum leap. We're trying to just right a lot of wrongs here, you know. <laughs> just so we can make the leap home, you know. And hopefully yeah. the next one. Yeah, the next will one will be. be the leap home. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of a lot of people are like, I don't get that uh, reference, but uh, um, you know, it's one of those things. Uh, anything. A- anyway, that's us, and uh, we have our website tendrickminimum.com. So definitely check us out. Uh, and other than that, uh, with that, we are ten drink minimum dot com. <laughs> you didn't have to add the dot com. That's okay. I don't know, man. That's fine. You did. Good. We're still we're still trying to 